Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three. It is 6.03 here in the Bayou City. Looking at radar, that uh, that rain's definitely drifting this way. So uh, just when I thought uh, we'd just have a little wind today, we're going to have a little rain mixed with it. They've upped that uh, rain chance in Galveston from 40% early this morning to 80% now. So gusting to 30 out of the north-northeast. And quite cool. Ice cream weather. All right, let's run down to Corpus. This guy knows about fishing in this kind of weather. Let's talk to him, Captain Cliff Webb. Morning, Cliff. What's up, man? Morning, Mickey. Yeah, this is uh if you got a charter, it's usually on a day like this. This is the day that uh, you get your trips on the calm days, it's the days you're off. But yeah, you know, I just I just took this week off because of the spring break and stuff and boy what a good call. Yeah, golly. Yeah, it's just been unbelievable weather here. It's uh, it's put most of the spring breakers off the beach on, into the bars. It's uh, in restaurants. Uh, Hell, they don't the, mind that either. That's part of it. No, that's, it is. It's funny. Every year they just, it's just amazing how little beach time they get. That first weekend, you know, it was ninety five, ninety nine degrees here, and it was just amazing. Then it just dropped down, and here we are back in February <laughs> weather. So. It's all good, Mickey. It's it's just just normal stuff. And you know, well, we talk about too how many days you actually get to fish in February and March because of the weather. Sure. And it's usually about six six to nine days in February you get some decent weather, and you maybe get five good fishing days. In March, it's about four. You know, <laughs> when you get the <laughs> everything just right. But you know, you get the right window. This is the time of year when those fish carry a lot of weight. And uh, I love I love this time of year if you just get the conditions right, man. But you have yeah, so those, many variables. Those now. long trout y'all have down there with that big head and big tail yeah. on them, and they get lean in the summer. But buddy, this time of year you catch them, they they're bulked they're some up. toads. They are bulked up, yes sir. Yeah, that was a pretty fish you sent me. The guy caught, uh, I think it was the third uh, last week or something. That was a beautiful picture you sent me. That was a great. Yeah, fish. that was that was a gorgeous fish. Boy, did you see the oh, head man. on that fish? What a yeah, head! He had a melon just, head oh, on him, man. Yeah, I just love that too, don't you? Man, it's uh, I mean, that's the first that thing is, I look uh, at. Looks like a super predator, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. 
When, when you look at a picture of a fish, you can always tell, you know, when they get to that 8-pound or, or 9, 10-pound or 30-inch, they get that long bottom jaw, and they get that big old flashwater tail that has a little tip on it. That's kind of like a square tip, and at least they do down here. You can just tell by the picture, you know, that's, that's a toad right there. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, I just I fished one day and What this was week. good about that picture? That guy didn't shove the fish through the lens either. You know, no, he, was he just held holding. it perfect. Yeah, he right. held it perfect. You know, and that's what I like, too. I like to be able to, to see how big he is. You know, everybody's going to hold him out, and, you, you know, you got to make him look good and all that and, and present the fish to the camera, they say, you know. <laughs> but some of that pushing the fish to the camera, you know. That, well, real photographers, you know, like we used to take when we were, you know, running sports rider trips and all that back in the day, they would bring the camera to the fish. Exactly. They'd get low exactly. to the water, low in the boat, and yeah. then – uh, you know, zoom in or or move in, and uh, then you could really get a good depiction of, of the size of the fish. When exactly. these guys nowadays are taking five pounders and shoving them through the lens and trying to make them look like seven or eight pounders, which they do if you don't know what you're looking at. But then you look yeah. at the configuration of that fish, that bottom jaw, that lip like yeah. you're talking about, and that tail, and it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> but that's all right, man. Whatever makes them look good. But you oh, know, one yeah. thing about you know trophy trout fishing, kind of like we do over the years, we've taken a lot of pictures. Um, I take a lot of pictures of fish, and the biggest mistake people do is they take the the picture too far away. You know, they they walk within about five foot or six foot of somebody in the mm-hmm. water with the fish. You know, well, you need to first thing is position the sun right because you know there's nothing worse than a dull fish great you want some shine on that fish so sure make sure your sun's right position you know and, and uh get closer you know move like you say move the camera into the fish and hold the fish out where he's, the skylight's behind him not all you know not all your body get, get some get some skylight behind him so you can see him. but uh, i love those fish pictures god it's just so good to see these fish but i got the fish i, went, I just broke one day i couldn't stay in the house anymore i think i went wednesday um and uh, it was just it was just a it's just horrible weather, and I told my buddies I said you know Steve and Greg I said hey man let's go fishing I can't I can't sit around the house anymore so we went and let me tell you what the conditions were you had very little places you could fish and it was funny all the people that were out on Wednesday were in that one spot you know it was just you had one <laughs> or two sections behind the islands and stuff you could fish and everybody was just piled in there uh-huh. and there was some fish in there and just tons and tons of you know, six or seven inch mullet flipping, just bait everywhere, and you could smell them and stuff. But there was so much bait, the fish had just gorged on them. And uh, when you catch a fish, he'd just be puking and making slicks, and he'd just be full of little mullet. Uh, we caught some fish, you know, up to maybe three and a half, four pounds, but nothing real big. But it was a hard bite. And uh, what well, we finally got him on, Steve caught uh, caught the first fish on that uh, marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And that marshmallow was what they wanted. Uh, you could throw a rat tail, Mickey, until your arm fell off. And if it didn't have a paddle tail, they were eating those fish. And, of course, time we figured it out, you know, it was about, it was about third quarter, you know, yeah. on, the, on the bite. But still we caught some fish. But it's funny because I've been catching them. Everything's been eating perch. I've been catching them on double D. But our water was 74 to 76, and they're whacking that double D up in that grass. Well, what they're going to do now, they're going to pull off on that six, seven foot of, of berm that uh, – deeper grass beds and mud they're going to hang out there until that sun comes out and they're going to they're not going to pull shallow i don't think till next week so i'm probably going to be fishing for them deep uh monday i got ship on monday and uh it's probably going to be a little different pattern um uh, hopefully if the sun comes out like they say monday they'll get up there and 
pull-up shallow, I can get a corky bite going. Yeah, originally they were calling for cloud cover Monday, but now they're calling Uh for sunny skies on Monday. And you're looking at the radar. Do I have rain coming here? uh, Man, it's above you, Cliff. Uh, It's, uh, I think you're down low enough in that nook, the way this stuff is training northeaster. I mean, there's a lot of rain above you from San Antonio back to the border. And, uh. The way it's moving right now, it doesn't look like it's going to drop down and go through Corpus and down towards Isabel or Mansfield. It looks like it's going to kind of come in just above Bay City through Galveston, graze us, headed towards Louisiana. That's that's just the way it looks now. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get much rain this last month. Just a little sprinkle, less than a quarter of an inch come through. We're real dry here. We need a little rain, but... Got, I got to play with the grandkids today. I don't want any rain today. I'm going to go play at their. They got a little ranch. I'm going to go up there and play with them at the ranch. So there it's more go. than more than a more important than a fishing trip. I don't want it to rain today. <laughs> it's a productive day. grandfather day. Yeah, I had them one day this week, all day long. Let me tell you what, it was like fishing nine hours. <laughs> trying to keep up with those two. Oh my God, man! I know. Man. I wish, I wish my son would have had his had my grandson a little earlier in life man it's uh boy he's four now and i can barely keep up with him now i can only imagine when he gets about 12 or 14 boy, yeah, just wait buddy yeah i got one at six and he keeps me going man let me yeah, tell you buddy it's all good i can't wait to don't you wish you could up. bottle that energy up and drink it man yeah i do <laughs> but uh it's good i'm thinking it's so this is the major week in the spring break and it's so funny because it's just the beach is just water high blown and these people still out there swimming in the Ugh. surf like it's not cold. It just blow I just amazing, you know, out there playing on the beach and you know, their swimming suit stuff. I guess I guess I did that when I was young, but I it's think pretty they cool. Got a lot more right blood pumping through their veins than we do. <laughs> Something else. But another thing went on down here, they're gonna open up the south side of Packery again. They got that barge pulled up on the beach and they're cutting it up with the with a bunch of welders and stuff, they're getting ready to open up the other side of the rocks was to help the pressure off the beach because everybody's forced to be on the north side. Right. Makes uh, the rocks fishing, and, then, you know, that's going to help the fishing. But our sheephead run uh, has slowed down a little bit. There's not hundreds and hundreds of people. There's just 50 or 60. <laughs> it's, it's slowed down in the surf. And then, and of course, the trout are starting to come in. People are seeing trout under the lights next to the packery stuff, so the trout are starting to move in. But we get the weather. It's, everybody's just kind of in stage and just waiting to waiting to the bus loose, Mickey's just the weather holding us back. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just normal March. So well, that's true. That's you know, but we did. Yeah, we, we did get, get all big, antsy, man. We put we push it. You know, we trying did. to make something happen. It's pretty much impossible sometimes. But uh, yeah, hey. you, you can't you can't make it happen. You got to let it happen. Yeah, that's and exactly that's what, right. That, that's what we're getting like ready a, to do. We just got to let it happen. Out of control know? race car. You just got to hang on. <laughs> hang on, Bubba. <laughs> well, we're just going to get through with March, and then we'll complain about how wet it is in April, but that's all right. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then we'll be crying about how hot it is in June and July. Yeah. And, hey, hey, nothing ever what, changes, does it? <laughs> yeah, but what's better What's better about April is you get the more consistent wind right. pattern where they're in, a, they're in a pattern, okay? Right now, I'm moving off my pattern constantly. I'm going, you know, back to the northern pattern, back to the – southeast pattern you know it's just uh you know you're going back and forth you better be good at it right but, uh, we did have a bunch of tide do you guys got a pretty high tide come in again uh we did and then it went out really strong yeah, yesterday I and i it was so dark this morning i couldn't tell uh when i came into the studio how mm-hmm. how it'd come back any it's jumped back 
much. Man, that pumps a lot of water in for us. Yes, it, really it helps us. It helps us a lot. Let me do this we break, and uh, I got a question for you. A listener texted me. He wants to ask you a couple of questions All right. about your fishing down there. And uh, I'll do this commercial break. I'll be right back, Cliff. Hang All on. right, Mick. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. All right, man. This listener wanted to know, he he said that he fished Galveston quite a bit, mostly Galveston, uh, when he fishes. And uh, he's had very little luck with a, with a double D. And, uh, you know, he's caught a few trout on it, but he said he's, you know, he knows it's a big trout bait, and he was wanting to know, how you work it, and what makes you throw it. What do you look forward to uh, decide, well, hey, this looks like a double D day? Well, you know, normally when I'm throwing a double D, I'm in waist-deep water or less, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm throwing it over grass beds. And the thing about the double D versus the XL uh, Meridine, you know, the bigger one, when you right. work a Meridine, you stop it, it falls down, and it goes down, in the in the little hooks will hook in the grass, and you'll, you'll get a little grass right. on it. Now, the double D – when you throw it, I turn my rod to the 45 to the side. As soon as it hits the water and I give it two pumps and crank it, it'll go right down the base of the grass and then slow roll it and it comes right back to the top. And then I burn it two or three feet and do the same thing and stop it and twitch it. 
And what you're right. doing, you're fishing the column of water the fish are in. You're not down in the grass with the plastic. They can't see it. And the regular, the regular Meridine, you can't pause it long enough because you can't stop it long enough to trigger a bite because it's sinking in the grass in the, in the shallower water. Now, right. when I'm fishing out of a boat and I'm fishing some deep rocks and stuff, I love the XLs and even the double XL simply because I can let it fall down beside the rock, knowing the fish on the bottom down deep along the edge of the rocks. But, right. you know, when I'm fishing upper water column, when I know the fish, say, in the summer, when I see all the bait up on top of the rocks, I know those fish are mid-column. They're probably two or three foot from the surface, and the double D is going to work fine. But mainly, it's, it's I work it over grass. That's the main thing, over grass. And what's going on now is, so all went along, these fish have been forced to eat mullet. I mean, they're so sick eating mullet. I mean, just think about you eating right. a brisket every day for three months. And all of a sudden, things change. You know, different baits are coming in, different different foods coming in. And when those little perch and stuff, those little shad and uh, stuff start coming in our system, they really key on them. And everything that you see at the cleaning table right now are little bitty perch, you know, about an inch long or some shad, you know, maybe two inches long and some small shrimp. You see a lot less mullet. Now, they get on mullet feeds, you know, of course they get on mullet feeds, but what makes that double D so good is being able to fish it shallow. You can get out there in needy water with a high rod tip and fish that double D in, in you know, two foot of water, and they'll just right. make it. But the thing, the best thing is, is you can pause it longer without worrying about it sinking in the grass. And when you do pause it, I tell people don't don't stop it all the way when it's coming up. Just slow crank that hand a little bit so it comes up nose first instead of flat up. Right. And you'll get a better shake on it. You'll get a better shake on the bait. You know. And the other thing I love about <clears throat> double D's on windy days, it's kinda like a fat boy corky. So you throw you throw at three o'clock or nine o'clock and you got a big bow in your line, when that bait hits the water, you just lower your rod tip to the, the tip of your of your rod to the water and that bait shakes for 25 feet just by barely slow rolling it just quivers right until it gets dead level in front of you then cock your rod to the side and bring it back in but you'll get you cover so much water because you don't have to work your arms as much so you throw at three o'clock into the wind you drop that rod tip down to slow roll you know jerk or nothing the wind blowing blowing on that line is making that bait shake the whole time it's shaking like a fish swimming and you know, and just you don't have to do very little to it. It's, it kind of works like a fat, but automatic. So it's a it's a great cover bait. It's a it's a fantastic bait for covering covering water. Um, and when they're on it, they're on it, Mickey. <clears throat> I mean, it's yeah. amazing how uh, that's what's so good about having four guys out in the water. You spread out, and somebody somebody will put the magic bait on it. Never fails. I'll be over there throwing my whatever I'm throwing, you know. A little John or top water, and I look over there, and I got boat up again on a double D. Hmm, let me think about this. Let's all go to double Ds. Bam, you got them. Right. Or if it's a top water, you got them. So it's uh, it's having that smorgasbord of bait out there, and it really helps when you have you guys spread out, you know, 50 yards apart and waiting down the shoreline. You can kind of cover on what they're hitting and what depth they're in. You're doing two things. You're the guy's up shallow. Okay, he's up, he's covering that depth. The next guy's covering this depth. So you find out what depth they're in, then you find out what they're hitting. So, uh, and of course, being a guy like you and, and Plog and us, we know we kind of have an idea of what they're eating because of the week before or the day before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm sure well, I'm sure you see that too. I love yeah. that approach when you're waiting, you know, just uh, spread everybody out, work down a shoreline. Then right. you establish the depth, and then you establish the bait pattern, what's working the best, right. and everybody right. switches to it, squeezes in, and. Voila, here we go. Hang on, boys. 
and then you have a lot of what I call bunch up fishermen where they want to bunch up together. You know, I put them, I put all my dogs out and they all bunch up around one tree. Well, I mean, there ain't no quail in that tree. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, I tell them, you know, quit punching up, talking to each other, get out there and fish. You know, I mean, there's nothing worse than seeing all three of your guys, you know, sitting there talking to each other, not moving, just sitting in one spot, dead in the water. You know, I said, bang, come on, let's go. You know, so, and then well, you got, you know, you, you got, got to be your... doing all the crab walking and side winding yes, and fishing yep. your butt off. And then you finally establish, and then they'll come get you. They'll, they'll squeeze yeah. in on you then. Yeah, you know. that's okay. And it's, it's good to, so you got a guy that's found the fish in waste deep water. Then you pull out everybody together on that pot of fish. Right. You know, then, but while you're, when, when you're in a search pattern, you want to stay away from each other sure. so you can fan your cast and locate your fish. You know, there's nothing worse than bunching everybody up, you know, so that's, that's one thing we fight. And, you know, I've had some great fishermen this year. Uh, I've had some from Florida that come all the way here to wait fish. And believe me, they don't, they don't wait fish near as much as we do in Florida, no. Mickey. Uh, no, they, they both don't. fish a lot. I fished a yeah, lot no. over there in tournaments, and you hardly saw anybody wade fishing. No, no. It could which, be because there's so the, many bull sharks. Well, the size of some <laughs> of the uh, of bulls and tigers and hammerheads I shot, saw over there in that clear water, that's yeah. uh, that's probably the reason for it. Uh-huh. But they absolutely loved it, and they want to come back, but they just not did not understand the, the concept of wading, how you – you are searching, you know, it's like a, it's like hunting. You're, you're fishing and hunting. You're walking down that shoreline, trying to find that pot of fish, trying to find that perfect bottom that mm-hmm. they're on, you know? So, and that, that's, you know, and the double D is, is simply, I work it because it's a great shallow water bait. It's not a top water when they don't want the surface. And it's a great bait when we get to a little bit of floating grass, cause you can get under the grass, the floating grass and above the, the, the live grass on the bottom. Right. So it's, it's a search bait. And, uh, and color makes so much difference on the, on the uh, the cloudy days. I'm using that gold flash on the on the on the sunny days. I'm using a silver flash. Uh, you know, dark back and dark water, light back on on clearer water. That I love that uh, the purple. Uh, I just love that uh, the, what do they call it the plum nasty. Plum nasty. That one they call plum. Yeah. That's my color. You know, I like the, the plum water. nasty and uh, crown royal. Is that that one? Yes, what sir. that one's called? Yes, crown sir. royal. <laughs> yeah, it's just smoker, man. That plum nasty on, on the clear water is a killer right here. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because you'll take those baits out, Mickey, and you'll throw them and want to have a different wobble. It's just amazing. All baits are like that. I don't care what factory makes them. Certain certain ones vibrate better, and they just catch more fish. It's just amazing how you'll get, you know, 20 baits, and, and, and 18 of them will work the same way that a couple of them work a little bit different it's just absolutely yeah, i find that a lot with hot rods and lilies you know i'll have that one bait have a couple of them and they're just chewed to pieces man they're all scarred up and i've replaced the hooks on them and i want to put one of those shiny new really good looking baits on but yeah, you, you yeah. always go back to that beat up just scarred up <laughs> war wounded looking you know i've got a i got a mari special that that bait I, I don't even know how many trout I've caught on it. Yeah, that's I've replaced cool, the hooks yeah. on it like four or five times, and it still <laughs> runs exactly the same, and it still catches fish. Crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, And I've got a, a one-knocker, baby trout one-knocker I throw in the surf that is so scarred up. You can, it don't really have any spots on it, but it's got <laughs> it's got the walk. They just kill it. And I just, you know, I, I put those uh, Watkins red hooks on there, Jay and Lola's, those really bad red hooks they use. Yeah. They don't straighten them out, and. I'm just so afraid I'm going to lose it because it's, it's just I won't be catching nothing. 
and I put I, I call him the ugly one. I put the ugly one on, and they just smoke it. I don't Isn't get it. You know, but it's something got the right it. tone, the right walk. I mean, it is amazing. Yeah. Yep. It really is. It is. Rattle it tone. Is. That's what and was so awesome about the jumping minnow back in the day. It just had oh that perfect God. rattle tone. Those fish went crazy over that. I, it, it was like throwing candy to them. Yeah. I remember the first time they came out, you know, I think I, I was fishing with Plog. I mean, not Plog, but uh, Pike and a bunch of guys, and, and they just first came out, and they were, those baits were so light, those fish were just blowing them out of the water. I mean, just blowing them out three or four feet in the air, you know, when they first came out. And it was just incredible. And we put a little bit of solder uh it's a little bit of solder around the hook to let them sink a little bit lower. We get more hookups. But, man, they hated that thing when it came out, didn't they? God oh, almighty. I'm telling you. Yeah, that was good And then, stuff. you know, the ghost came out right behind that, the producer's yeah. ghost, a cheap yeah. $1.99 bait at Walmart. It was a killer. It was a killer. It was just absolutely stupid. <laughs> yeah. And, and I look, I look at some hooks of those... and split rings on that bait. It came with the best hooks and split rings. That, that's what I was going to tell you. The split rings and hooks were unbelievable. It was a warhorse. The only thing that they did on those baits, they didn't seal around the nose and the hooks, and it, it would creep water in around the nose a little bit, and all of a sudden your 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 balls yeah. in there would would lock <laughs> up on you. And what I would do as soon as I'd get one, I'd take a little bit of super glue, and I still do this on skitter walks and other baits I throw. I take a little bit of a super glue and just seal that nose and seal around those split rings on the bottom where the hooks are and let it dry. And that bait will last you 10 times longer. Um, yep. It's funny how they'll get that little leak and all of a sudden they don't sound right because the balls had rusted up. They're kind of stuck together. They're not sliding there real good. It just changes the tone. Yeah. I used so, to, uh, I used to take it and throw it on the ground and make it hit head first and it would, uh, enlarge, bust that, it loose. Yeah. Yeah, enlarge that <laughs> rattle chamber inside there, make that knocker. <laughs> That more raspy and uh, move around more. I mean, uh-huh, it, you yeah. can just let it sit there and just the wave action and make it rattle and the fish and just smoke it while it's sitting there doing yeah, nothing. That's so true. That's so true. And the she dog was like that when uh, yep. we had that real bad brown tide come here in '90. We finally discovered that we didn't have to use a little popping cork and shrimp. We could use that she dog, that black with the with the orange or, or uh-huh. yellow head, and they would just <laughs> kill that dark bait. And it was one that would sit there in the waves. And it hit it and make it that little that little sound and the fish would just smoke it off the top. Well, I remember the uh, the top dog juniors and the she dogs back yep. years ago. Man, Jay and uh, Lowell were just crushing them up. The black one with the red head. Oh man! Oh, they I know it. Crushing oh, I was just some fish down there in a Rockport area with that bait. It yep. was stupid. Mm-hmm. I took them to I took them fish uh, the first time they came out. I took a whole bunch of them down to Mexico with Chicano. <laughs> And they just say none of them came back. <laughs> none nope. of them came back. He never, had, he never had so much fun in his life catching things on top where he's never done that before. That's like that time I went to Canada. <laughs> that guy we fished with up there, he said, you're not leaving here with all those baits. You're leaving them. I yeah. said, this will be your tip, buddy. And uh, yeah, never, they'd never thrown red fins up there. And, man, I was throwing those uh-huh. blue and chrome and black and chrome red fins, straight backs and broken backs and just smoking the, you know, mm-hmm. the – the uh, pike and uh, muskie on them. That guy said, Man, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're throwing like stuff that. they throw, Mickey. I mean, the stuff they throw works here, like the Lelys that catches those uh, you know, bass, bass and stuff up there. Peacock yeah. bass in here, we're throwing them. And, and you could take a, a tiny torpedo that catches a bass and, and take it out here and catch trout on it. You know, Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember Doug yeah, Bird used to catch some monster trout yep. on a tiny torpedo. You know, trout are predators just like a bass and everything else. They want live things that move on You're top exactly of the water. Right. Make noise. Fish you know, are fish, just, man. 
it's your fish. They want something looks looks like a like like prey, you know. So it's all good. But this week I got some good fish. I'm gonna come out fishing hard this week, and uh, I've, it's gonna be a game changer this front. I'll tell you, I'm looking back at all my records. I know what these fish are gonna do. Yeah, you know, they're gonna pull off that berm. They're gonna pull off that four or five foot of mud and grass. They're gonna lay they're gonna lay in that bottom, and that sun comes out. They're gonna start appearing oh, up on these humps and stuff. They're gonna crawl so, up. Uh, <laughs> gonna crawl up, but it's gonna drop our water. Our water temperature was seventy seven degrees last week in the surf. Well, we were ours surfing, was seventy four, and this morning I'm seeing sixty degree water. We've had a twelve to fourteen degree. degree drop, man. Wow, man, that's well, something. Another shot at them. <laughs> yeah, a little, maybe one more corky bite. I'm ready for one more corky. It oh, seems like yeah. every year my corky bite gets shorter, Mickey. I mean, you used to, I'd have two I thought or three it was just me. I said, well, bite. I just ain't on enough fish to really get yeah. these fish going on corkies. What's the deal here, man? I just think it's just, it's uh, it's warming up fast. I don't get as many cold days. Uh, my corky bites, time-wise, is shorter. You know, I at least want six or eight, six or eight weeks of good corky bites, and mm-hmm. now just a up and down the corky bite you know it's just uh it needs to be cold i, I like cold right. cold water when i'm fishing when i'm fishing corkies when there's Me no too. mullet but uh i just need yeah, a couple more thumps on those corkies. corky fishing is usually from uh thanksgiving to end of february yes sir that's about right you know and usually january for us is a good corky bite yes but, yeah it's it's been good but now you know marches in with the winds and stuff and you know, it's back back up to the wind, put your hood on, and make a long cast with a soft plastic, you know. That's kind of what we're up against right now, you know. So, and hopefully it calm down. We can get back. The fish will get shallow. When they get shallow, I don't care if the water's dirty or muddy. When they're in two foot of water, you have a better chance of catching them because their sensor level. I mean, your, 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 your bait, they can hear it. You're sure. fishing five or six foot of water in dirty water. And the fish are mid-column, and you're down there on the bottom thumping a the plastic. They're not going to hear it or see it. No. But when they're up in two or three foot of water, you're cranking, you know, double Ds on them, top water stuff. At least they can find it, need it. Exactly. So I do want them to move up shallow, you know, in, in this muddy That's water. Great analogy it's right there. Muddy. Yeah, it's it. Uh, they bite better for me even in muddy water and shallow, simply because you know they can hear it and sense it better. And that deep water, man, just it's so hard for them to find that bait. You got to get right on top and work. Well, that's really an slow. old bass fishing pattern, right there. When the water gets what you know, what they call stained water, we just call it muddy or dirty water. They call it stained water. They go shallow. Yeah, and so what's we're so hard headed as being saltwater fishermen. If we put a Mansfield mauler, a slider cork with about a <laughs> about a thirty inch leader, and just bang it over the top of them, they'd eat it. But yeah. we're so you know, we're so hard-headed about throwing our corkies in plastic. We don't want to go back to our cork and mall. Uh, no. But, you know, it's so funny because I see these guys that fish these big trot tournaments. Some of these guys that win these tournaments have won it out of the boat with a Mansfield mauler in 40-mile-an-hour wind and dirty water, mm-hmm. throwing a dart bait in a mauler because they got the noise, you know, to bring the fish up. So, you know, I, I get hard-headed about that. I don't want to throw the corks and stuff anymore. I know. I'm kind of over it. But, I'm same way, man. You know, yeah. it, 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 when it in was, Rome. <laughs> yeah, that's it, you know. And I may not eat fish that day. Somebody throwing a cork will eat fish that day, but it's all good. Man. Exactly. All right, Webb. Hey, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate all the good conversations. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you, and they can uh, catch fish and have conversation. How they get hold of it, man? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, when you're not fishing all week, you got to have some conversation. I'll sure. tell you what. Maybe next week I'll actually have something to talk about fishing. But hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. I'm an Erico three six one. Nine four nine zero seven zero seven. Hey, thanks, Mickey. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Have fun with that grandson. See you, man. Oh, I can't wait, buddy. Thanks, Later. man. All right, All right, bud.
All right, that's Cliff Webb down in Corpus. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already on this Saturday morning. All right. It is 640 here at the Bayou City. Let's run up to Penwall Campground and Marina and check in with Harry Detan. I'm sure they're Probably lined up outside, knocking the door down, looking for minutes this morning. Harry, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, Mickey, they're not lined up outside looking for minutes. No, not today. Not this weather. I, that's why I said what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's four. It's forty-five degrees, and it's trying to spit something out. You know, a little bit of a drizzle, and all. Yeah, you got uh, some coming your way. I was looking at radar earlier, and it's getting here faster than I thought it was going to. It's uh, yeah. It's going to be it's, not very nice today. <laughs> it's uh it's a, it's a, it's not a it's not a morning to really play outdoors. It'd be really good just sitting around watching old Matt Dillon or something, but uh uh it's pretty oh, Matt Dillon. I watched some gun Matt. smoke yesterday. <laughs> I got to get did? my fix every now and again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he's pretty good, you know, old Matt. He, he gets all tangled up and with somebody, and next thing you know, he said, uh, don't make me have to kill you, you know. <laughs> he winds up hey, killing them. I've never seen so much drinking and shooting in all my life. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee between old uh, Matt and Kitty and Doc and Chester, they can they can put it away. I guarantee they can put them down, they can man. Eat a lot of breakfast. And, and, Set them up, uh, and I'll put them down. Yeah, put them down. It sure can. But it's, uh, it's not a very good day. we got probably about, oh, I don't know, nine, ten-mile-an-hour winds out of the north, northeast. Well, you're lucky. Think. It's cranking down here, 25 and 30. Yeah. Yes, sir. Just a wet and soggy bit. You know, uh, we <coughs> we really haven't, uh, we've had kind of, a, let's call it uh, light showers of uh, rain uh, uh, here lately. I mean, we hadn't really had any rain to, to, to amount to a whole lot, but uh, 
you know, heck, we're uh, uh, we're probably about uh, four inches, four or five inches above the normal pool here on the lake, and you know they got the discharge up. It's uh, it's running over fifteen thousand cubic feet a second. But you know, looking up at the charts, you know, going up river for the water coming back down, uh, that Dallas area evidently somewhere up yonder is getting uh, quite a bit of rain because there's uh, there's quite a bit of water in the river coming down towards the lake. And so that's that's a good sign. And also, but uh, fishing's been pretty good down I mean, there. It's starting to be good. And then we hit this little old uh, cold, cold spell, and, and uh, you know, it kind of slowed things down. But but prior to that, uh, man, we, I was seeing some uh, uh, nice black bass. Uh, crappie are, are still, for at least here at Pinwa are still a little bit slow, and uh, I've seen some really good uh, catfish coming in. So everything's kind of coming around in about a normal pattern, but uh, and then you know everything is pretty much budded out. The, the trees are and everything else, and so uh, it's it certainly looks like springtime until this uh, until this morning. And of course you can't you know it's right now it's it's. Uh, what six thirty uh, plus a little bit, you know, and it's yeah. uh, pitch black. I tell you, you can't can't really see nothing. But uh, but you know, I mean, Mickey, uh, things are right around the right around the corner uh, to when things are going to be kicked off and and rolling pretty good. I mean, everything everything's blooming up here. But I've got one contrary, and I hadn't seen it put any buds on yet. No, mine are close. <laughs> they're uh, they they knew this was coming. They're yeah. Hey, it, it's not officially good in spring till those pecan trees bud out. That's a fact, Jack. That's a you know, I mean, well, you know, and a lot of the old timers, uh, they'll mm-hmm. say that uh, 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 that they rely on the pecan trees, and also they'll say, uh, uh, I don't know how they figure it because it can be in either place in the month, but it's not going to freeze after Easter. So I don't, I don't know, but that's what that's if. That's down in April. Could be the first of April, or it could be the last of April. So, but uh, but anyway, we're doing a lot better. Uh, we have kind of dried up up here. Uh, in fact, we probably used just a little bit of rain, uh, but no six or seven inches of rain. But we could we could use a nice rain. But uh, uh, everything's everything's clicking along good. Uh, traffic's starting to pick up. Uh, you know so. Everybody's starting to get a little bit of a touch of spring fever, and, and uh, on these prettier days, you know, we've started seeing uh, uh, pretty good amounts of people, you know, tra- out either they're, they're fishing or they're out uh, looking for something. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a it's a good time of the year. It sure is. But uh, but <clears throat> this morning, I think it's just one of them stay indoor days. I think it and, uh, uh, it. Uh... It looks that way, the way it's it materializing, that way. all that rain coming from the west behind this front. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, Mickey, if you think back, uh, I mean, you know, uh, you know, when you was 21, 22 years old, you just get right out there and get in it, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, hey, we're oh, going. Yeah. Got yeah. a day off. I got to hit the water, man. Got to hit the water. I mean, that's, that's you know, in those days, you know, I mean, uh, I'd, I could uh, – I could take off work and drive all night and 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 uh, uh, be on the lake someplace, you know, at the crack of dawn in the morning going fishing, 
if the wind was blowing 100 miles an hour, that's all right. It was flat. I was going to fish one way or the other. But uh, that's, uh, I, I think I got kind of burnt out on that. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Um, but I've been seeing a few few fish from up there. You know, I don't. I, I hadn't seen any really big time no. crappie fishing yet. No, there isn't. I had a guy in here last weekend, and he said, "Well, you know, everything that I read, you know, on fishing reports, the white bass are are biting in the lake." And I said, "Well, you know, I said, I don't know. I said, but." <laughs> I don't think they are, you know. And uh, I said, I, I said, now if you fish up in the rivers, you know, in the creeks and the rivers, you're going to find some white bass. You fish below the dam, you'll probably hit some white bass. But I don't think up here in the lake. And he come in about, I don't know, that was eight o'clock in the morning. He come back in about three o'clock, and he said, I fished all over this lake. I didn't catch one white bass. And I said, Well, you know, I tried to tell you, and <laughs> you know, all, but. Uh, but it's it's real real close. Uh, the shad really, the shad are, are bunching up, but they really haven't started to run yet, uh, and that's going to be really, really pretty quick. I mean, <clears throat> they uh, they're getting they're getting ready to go, but uh, you know, and then we're real close to the whites coming back down in the lake. But I really, I mean, there's there's always some in the lake. Uh, and they'll be trickling in, but that's gonna that's gonna be probably about another uh, ten days, two weeks before they start coming in good. But you know, when they come in good, I guarantee you they're all gonna be hungry because when they go up river like that, they just totally annihilate the food chain going up. You know, they're just starved mm-hmm. to death, and, and they're gonna come back into the lake and they're gonna go like go like crazy. And, and then you know, with the shad running, I mean, the catfish are gonna go and. Uh, everything, everything's gonna pop and pop and go. So we're just sitting right on the edge of it, and, and uh, we got a people, a lot of people got a real good taste of it uh, last week with the with the nicer weather and stuff. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? They hit it, it just was, right. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Now, only thing I went I went Mickey, you know, last last couple of weeks I I used to have a black pickup. I have a yellow one now. You know, it's that pine pole has got everything pretty well, pretty well covered up. But, <laughs> but you know, that's that's the way it goes. And, well, it got blown away and stormed away and washed off yesterday morning when that front line came through here. Man, up we had some man, some pretty gnarly weather there for a little bit. It, see that missed us. We, we yeah, that that. It got pretty bad down there. Oh yeah, morning. we had some straight line winds up seventy miles an hour on that front line. Oh, Lord. oh yeah, it was no, pretty that bizarre. Ain't yeah, that heavy that, rain for about ten or fifteen minutes. I mean, torrential. Yeah, that 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 missed that missed us completely, and all. But uh, yeah, that's that gets a little bit a little bit crazy when it does that. You know, I know one year uh, it was a long time ago, Mickey. I mean, <clears throat> uh, it was. A uh, storm in here, hit in here about midnight, and we had those old floating stalls out yonder. And there was two ladies; they was out yonder crappie fishing, and and that storm hit so quick that they couldn't get off that old pier. And there was kind of like an old cabin cruiser boat; they just bailed over and it, you know, it had them high sides in it. Mm-hmm. They just laid down in the bottom of it, and and uh, you know, it knocked all the power out, and 
everything else and and uh the storm didn't last that long but i mean it went on by and we got those ladies in inside the store and, uh, the lights was out and i i, I didn't know what in the world i was going to do i mean i knew i had to have some damage and, and uh uh well, about i don't know it was probably about six o'clock in the morning the phone rang and as a friend of mine he said how bad how bad did you get hurt and i said well you know uh David said, I really don't know. I had said, uh, I hadn't really been able to get out and look yet. I said, I'm kind of waiting on daylight. And he said, well, he said, I've got a, I've got a backhoe sitting there in Trinity. He said, I'll have it down to your place, and I'll bring an operator with it. And he said, you use them until you get cleaned out. And, you know, that was just a, a really a stroke of luck. He brought that backhoe down, and and uh, we was out loading it. It went right down through the top of this campground. It just, uh, we didn't lose any trailers or anything, but we had limbs down and everything else. It's a general mess, and, and right. we was cleaning up. And, uh, and I looked around, and, and we're, I was pretty happy then, and looked around, and here come about six guys, and, and a fellow by the name of Mickey, uh, Mickey Fothergill, he was, he was leading them guys, and I said, what are you doing, Mickey? And he said, uh, he said, well, we come to, we come to clear you out, and I said, and I, I, I didn't know. I said, heck, Mickey, I can't afford to pay you. He said, we don't want no pay. Uh, we just come to help you. And you know, those guys worked for three days, uh, and that operator on that tractor stayed for three days, and uh, they My cleared goodness. us out. And you know, I mean, uh, that was one of the best things that ever ever happened to me. I mean, it sure did. But uh, yeah, we still uh, got a lot of good people in this country willing to help. That's, that's part of it. I mean, it's not all about taking; it's giving and sharing. Uh-huh. Oh no, no! If you're just a taker, you'll never, you'll never receive nothing. I guarantee. No, that's you true. Know. Karma will get you every time, buddy. <laughs> it, it sure will. But there is some good people. I mean, uh, we've had uh, a few things just like that, you know. And I look back on them, you know. And, and I mean, like I told Mickey, I said, I thought they was looking for work, you know. I said I can't afford to pay it. He said. We didn't, you know, we, we're not here for the money. We're just here to help you. And, uh, awesome. and they did. I mean, uh, you just, you can't, you can't beat people like that. So, uh, you know, you know, when things come up, you know, and you see somebody and, and, uh, you know, it ain't all about the money. Lend, lend them a hand. You know what I mean? If you can do it, do it. And all. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, it, uh, I guarantee you, you want somebody help you out like that, you you definitely don't forget it. Then, uh, I don't know if old Mickey paid a boat lunch the rest of his life or what. <laughs> just, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you know, uh, there's there's all kinds of ways to do it, but uh, I don't know. It's quiet up here this morning. It was, uh, you know, with the weather. Yeah, I think it's gonna know, be a little quiet everywhere today. You know, it's just. One of those uh, stay-in-the-house days and uh, probably watch a little golf, whatever, man. Yep, it sure did. I mean, you know, yesterday evening, you know, uh, uh, you know, about 5, 5.30, you know, I mean, everything was pretty pretty laid back and pretty quiet down through here. There wasn't a lot of people come up. To, they was, I, I know they're watching the weather, I mean, uh, and also, but that's the way it is. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, anymore, I mean, People, people fish more around the weather report than anything, you know. It, it's kind of, 
sometimes a little bit crazy, you know. But, That's uh, what we do as fishermen. We're weather watchers big time. Weather All right, Harry. I've got to roll out of here, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming up to Penwall Campground and Marina and all that or pick your brain, how do I get a hold of you, bud? Uh, just give us a call up here at Penwall, and that telephone number is uh, 936-967-4752. Hope everybody has a good day. We're going to do it. You do the same, Harry. Good talking to you. Right. Talk to you next Thank week. You. See you, man. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's Harry Detan up at Penwall Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning on Sunday, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.